everyone, and welcome to another episode of My Climate Diet, the podcast where I'm shedding the pounds of greenhouse gas emissions. I'm Lisa Pettibone, and today I'm going to talk about climate checking and climate saving. If you joined me last week, you may remember that I'm devoting the month of June to climate finance. This is a huge, underexplored area of climate action that I've wanted to learn about for a while, and a main reason I started this podcast in the first place. I challenged myself this week to change my German checking account to a green bank. My goal was for this single change to allow me to save one ton of carbon emissions. And I'm really excited to tell you about how it went. Now, I've lived in Germany for about 10 years, but before that, I lived in the United States, where I worked for about 10 years, which means I have one foot in each country, financially speaking. I have an American checking and savings account, a German checking and savings account, a retirement account in the US, and a long-term savings account in Germany. Hearing all of that, you can kind of guess I'm a bit of a chronic saver. I've worked since I was 18 and ended up saving more money than I've made throughout my life, which has meant I keep needing to find pockets of places to stick it. Also, since I've sort of cared about this for a while, my retirement account in the US and my long-term savings account in Germany are with green banks. But the accounts I use every day, my checking and savings account, are not. So I wanted to see what it would mean to change that. Today, I'm gonna focus on Germany. There are three main green banks in Germany, the Umweltbank, GLS Bank, and Triodos Bank. The Umweltbank is an environmental bank with an environmental guarantee. Every euro invested goes into environmentally positive projects. So you can kind of think of it as a climate bank. Much of their investment is in things like renewable energy and organic farming. Now, if the Umweltbank is a climate bank, GLS, or GLS, is a sustainability bank. There, money goes to social housing, education, and sustainable business, as well as purely environmental projects. Triodos, a European bank, which operates in the United Kingdom, the Netherlands, Belgium, Spain, Germany, and France, follows a similar model. Now, this is where things get interesting. Umweltbank calculated that for every thousand euro you invest in an account with them, you save 262 kilograms of carbon dioxide. In other words, if you have a savings account with $4,000 in it, you save one ton of carbon dioxide a year. This is really great stuff for chronic savers like me because it's so easy. Once you get your money into a green bank, you're cutting carbon automatically. Now, let me take a step back for those of you who, unlike me, don't really know what a ton of carbon dioxide means. The way I like to think about carbon is in terms of our carbon budget. Currently, currently, the average American or Australian emits about 20 tons of carbon dioxide per person per year. The average Brit, about 10. The average Indian, about 1.2 tons of carbon dioxide, and poor African countries such as Kenya emit 0.3 tons per person per year. Now what the best climate science has to say is by 2050, we have to get down to about two tons per person per year. 
That means that one ton that we might be emitting through where our money is placed is already half of our allowance for mid-century. In the first episode of this podcast, I weighed myself and I found that I emit about five tons of carbon dioxide per year. So saving one ton off of that through banking is the same as saving about 20% of my total carbon emissions. No matter what your emissions are, saving one ton makes a huge difference. But how can this be? How can just by changing your checking account, changing where your money is invested, how can you save so much carbon dioxide? Well, let's look at one example. GLS Bank invested 58 million euro in 48 renewable energy projects in the last quarter of 2018. Over the same time period, JP Morgan Chase invested about 400 times that amount, 25 billion in fossil fuels. So wherever you're putting your money is letting banks pay for different kinds of projects. Wouldn't you rather indirectly fund renewable energy projects than oil and gas? So I decided to switch my checking account to GLS. I filled out the application and I just have to mail it in. By the time you're listening to this, I will have done that. I figure I'll be able to start using my account in a week or two. But now, what does this mean? I said one ton per 4,000 euro in an Umweltbank savings account. I did a couple calculations to satisfy my inner math nerd, and I found some really cool stuff. First, my dinky savings account with Umweltbank, where I sock away a couple hundred euro a month, I've saved 45 tons of carbon dioxide since opening it. That's the equivalent of nine years of my personal emissions, or 20 flights to the United States from Germany. Wow. And that's just by putting my money that I was saving anyway into a green bank. And my new checking account, it looks like I'll be able to save an additional ton of carbon dioxide this year for making the change. Now, the tricky part is not just switching to a green bank, which don't exist everywhere. The real savings also come from where you take your money out of. So I went down the rabbit hole in researching for this episode, and I found some really interesting reports on sustainable finance and fossil fuels and banks. One of the most interesting was from BankTrack, which is a nonprofit group that researches the climate impacts of banking. And they've got a 2019 report card with lots of data on all the major banks. I really recommend taking a look at this. But one of the key things is they have a list of the dirty dozen. These are the 12 banks that have put the most money into fossil fuels since the Paris Agreement at the end of 2015. And I'm going to list these. If you are listening to me and you have any money in one of these banks, please take it out now. Switch to a cleaner bank. The dirty dozen are J.P. Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, Citi, Bank of America, the Royal Bank of Canada, Barclays, MUFG in China, TD in Canada, Mizuho in Japan, Scotiabank 
in Canada, Morgan Stanley, and Goldman Sachs. In addition, Deutsche Bank in Germany has been increasing its stake in fossil fuels during this time and is one of the 10 worst banks to do this. If you have money in any of these banks, again, take it out today. It took me five minutes to fill out the application for my new checking account. Imagine how many tons of carbon you can save. And if you do so, no, when you do so, drop me a line and I'll even help you calculate how much carbon you saved by doing this and share it in a later episode. The worst banks are mostly based in the US with some in the UK, Canada, Japan, and China. Which brings me to my last point. German banks tend to be better about this than banks in the US. I looked into the German bank I switched my money out of, and it wasn't actually that bad. It has a fairly strong sustainability mission statement and invests in renewables. But come on, folks, okay is no longer good enough. In doing the research for for this week, I started thinking of banks as belonging to one of three groups. Bad banks actively fund things that run against my values. Fossil fuels, weapons manufacture, corrupt practices. Every dollar put in one of these banks makes the world a worse place. Every dollar you take out of one of these banks can make a huge difference. Then there are the neutral banks. They may have divested from fossil fuels, but they don't have positive criteria to invest in the environment. These banks invest heavily in tech companies and consumer goods. There, your money isn't hurting anyone, but it isn't helping either. Finally, the good banks. These are the gold standard if you're interested in taking a climate diet. They not only prohibit investments in ethically problematic sectors like fossil fuels, but they also have positive criteria that lead them to seek out projects that help people and the planet. My money has been invested in a mix of neutral and good banks, so my task is to get more of it to work, out of the neutral projects and into areas that actively cut carbon. I learned two things this week. First, where you park your money makes a huge impact on your climate footprint. And all it takes is a bit of research up front and a one-time change to make your money work for the climate, not against it. The second thing I learned is how much better German banks are than US banks in terms of climate change. But I'm getting ahead of myself. That's something I want to talk about more next week when I look deeper at options in the US. Changing my German bank account got me to my goal, but it made me even more motivated to look at what I can do with my savings account back in my country of birth. If you're interested in learning more about what your money is doing for the planet, I recommend checking out the research by BankTrack and the Fair Finance Guide, which also has country guides in several different countries in Europe and Asia. You can also go to your bank's website and check out their sustainability or CSR, corporate social responsibility reports for their guiding principles and what they're financing and call them up. I called up the Umweltbank and the GLS Bank today and they gave me a lot of interesting information and were very helpful letting me make my decision. What's giving me hope this week? 
I teach a class on sustainability in the media that's been a lot of fun the last few months. And my students are starting to do some work that I'm really proud of. Their main task is to develop a group projects in which they analyze one type of media and then create something with a sustainability message in that medium. If you're a Spotify listener, you can already check out the playlist made by one group. It's called Music for Future. They've collected over 50 songs with sustainability themes from Radiohead to Miley Cyrus to Aligatoa, and they're working to write a new song of their own. Next week, I'm going to look deeper into green banks in the U.S. and see if there are some better options for my retirement account. Thanks for listening. For links and more information about what I talked about this week, go to my website, myclimatediet.org. The music in this podcast is by David from Kvetz. I'd love to hear from you too. So feel free to write me an email with your climate question or climate solution to lisa at myclimatediet.org. Rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts, share it with your friends, and consider starting a climate diet of your own. Because if we were all to go on a climate diet, it wouldn't be the end of the world. I don't die.